and welcome to episode seven of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest is Dino Perfetti, National Sales Manager at Automotive Concepts in Minneapolis. He's also the chair of SEMA's Pro Council. Pro stands for Professional Restylers Organization, where his aim is to elevate the industry and help shops realize more sales and more profits. Don't forget that you can hear this episode as well as all past and future episodes on your favorite platform, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at our website, theshopmag.com. So, without further ado, let's get in gear with Dino. Yeah, it seems like something you and I have talked about in the past as well, that the used car market is a really, you know, given the fact that the OEs are loading up on the electronics on the new cars, this is an opportunity for restylers to get more into the electronics on the used car side. Are you finding that's helping you with electronics? Oh, absolutely. You know, safety products are a big, a big need right now, uh, you know, especially with households with new young drivers. You know, in 2017, they mandated that backup cameras be standard in everything. And that took them. Uh, they talked about it for five, six years. So there's so many vehicles out there that do not have backup cameras. Yeah. So um, that is a big product for us on the use side. And, you know, blind spot sensors, you know, DVR recorders right now are becoming more and more popular. People want to be able to record and see what's going on in the front side, back side. So safety is a big, a big, big part of our business. And do you find that consumers are looking for, when they get a used car as opposed to a new car, are they looking for a different kind of package? So when you sell the, sell a restyling package, how does it differ between a new car and a used car? We primarily focus our packages on new car because we can go in and like I said earlier, fill a void in a trim level. So, mm. you know, if a consumer's in looking for a, uh, let's say an F-150 uh, and they want a, you know, a power sunroof, you know, maybe heated leather seats. Well, they don't have to jump up to a platinum edition to get it. They can, but their payment's going to jump substantially as well. Where we educate our salespeople in our market, you know, show the consumer an XLT and let them know what you can do to personalize that vehicle for their needs and save them money. You know, not, not every truck buyer is a, you know, a high end platinum edition buyer. So we can add some of those components that they really need or, or want in a package and uh, save them money along the way and allow them to customize it, especially with leather interiors. You can get so creative and come up with some very exciting combinations with colors and stitching and diamond tech stitching now. And uh, it's actually a lot of fun for consumers to be able to have that flexibility to get creative. What, what do you think is your most successful package that you're selling? You know, I would have to say right now, Reagan, uh, the Jeep Wrangler and Gladiator are a pretty hot category for us right now. But, mm. you know, the F-150 and Silverado are right behind it. Yeah. Such a highly accessorized vehicle, the Wrangler and now the Gladiator. You know, you put one of ours on a dealer's show floor out on the front pad and it's sitting up three to four inches taller than the one next to it. And it's got a custom wheel with a more aggressive off-road tire, um, you know, and bumpers and winches and step bars. I mean, it's a very attractive package and it has some real strong curb appeal. I'm excited about the new Ford Bronco. They say that's going to give the Jeep a run for its money. We'll see. But uh, I think that'll be a highly accessorized vehicle as well. Yeah. So you think the Bronco will be just as accessorizable as a Jeep would be? Is that correct? Well, we'll see. I mean, for everything I'm reading and seeing online, um, 
they're building it with that in mind to allow consumers to, you know, get creative and uh, choose either some Ford accessories or work with us on the aftermarket side. So yeah, yeah. Um, time will time will tell, but um, I think it'll take a while. And no one's going to knock their Jeep off that's pedestal for a while. It's uh, they got quite a loyal following, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, and I believe it was in an article in the shop magazine, you know, had to do with the lifestyle aspect of this. Are you finding that more people are are looking for packages that have that lifestyle aspect that maybe even ties into overlanding? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. At this last year's SEMA show, you know, they had a whole new area designated just for overlanding. And uh, I was excited, first of all, to be able to get out there and see how creative some restylers and other shops, what they have done with some of these vehicles. You know, and I know your neck of the woods, Reagan and Denver and, you know, Wyoming and get out on the West Coast. It, it takes off sometimes a little quicker than it does here in the Midwest. We sometimes yeah, right. lag, lag behind a little bit. But that's what I love about SEMA. It allows us to find some new ideas and concepts and bring it back into our market. But, yeah, we came back from the SEMA show last November and we put together uh, – 54 vehicles for the new car show here in Minneapolis, yeah. which we've been involved with for the last three decades on one level or another. But um, overlanding was a big part of this year's show. We had multiple vehicles with tents and ladders going up to the top of these. You know, we had a Raptor with a tent on top, Rangers, um, and uh, everything from Acadia to Explore. Um, a lot of concept vehicles that allowed people to just get a feel for how they could utilize their vehicle to enhance their lifestyle, as you call it, or culture or, you know, or hobby. It was real interesting to see, and I'm anxious to build uh, a package together for the next team of show. There was some really neat products that we came across that allows you to basically live out of your vehicle, go off the grid for weeks at a time. So we're, uh, we're working on some pretty cool stuff right now. Yeah. What kind of feedback did you get on those kind of more overlanding oriented vehicles that you put together for the show? You know, Reagan, it was not a very big concept here until recently. Yeah. Like I say, the Midwest sometimes a little slow out of the gate, but I got to tell you, just standing back and talking to consumers and watching their response, it was amazing. Unfortunately, our new car show was cut short because of the pandemic, but out of right. the 12 days, we had nine pretty good solid days. At oh, the good. Show. Yeah. And Got some yeah, we got some really good feedback from a lot of consumers. And what's nice about these new car shows, and there's actually 76 around North America every year, mm-hmm. you can put some new ideas out there for consumers to see because they're coming down pretty open-minded thinking, hey, I might be in the market for a vehicle. I'm not quite sure what I want yet. Here's a place to see several of them at one time and help them make a decision. So to put some of these new concepts and ideas in front of us, very exciting to watch the reaction and get their feedback. So we know, you know, what direction we want to take in our marketing efforts moving forward. So it was, uh, it, like I say, it was cut short, unfortunately, but um, we got some really, really, really good feedback. And um, all those vehicles sold, even though it was a tough time, those vehicles went back to the new car dealers and uh, they all sold in a fairly short amount of time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So just imagine if it had been more normal, so to speak, and let's hope and pray that next year is a lot more normal and that we can yeah, start doing absolutely. car shows again, like the Twin Cities Auto Show, which I'm sure you plan to do next year, if you can. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a while. Is this something that you recommend other shops do something similar? And if they do, what is their best approach to make sure that it's successful for them? Well, Reagan, we um, have formed a real strong relationship with MADA, Minnesota 
Automobile Dealer Association, and we have for years. So Scott Lampert and Mary Levine are head up this show, and I tell you, they are very active and looking for ways to draw consumers to downtown Minneapolis, you know, on a weeknight or, or on a Saturday, Sunday, you know, to get in their car and drive. Because as you probably know, most consumers are doing their purchasing on online now. They say the average consumer goes to 1.2 dealers before they drive away with a vehicle. That tells you that most people are going to one dealership. Their decision's been made online. They're there to pick up their vehicle and drive it home. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's even more important for us to help create excitement to get consumers to come out and really look at what else is available other than the actual stock vehicle that they would see online. So um, we're also working with uh, BDC business development centers within car dealers to be able to offer our products online as well. So that's going to be a big push for us in the future. But so what? I, getting back to MADA, you know, they do some real strong advertising um, a lot of social media, and they love using our product to show the excitement that we're creating at this event to get consumers to come down. So I would recommend that, first of all, to team up with your local dealer association. Mm-hmm. From there, the challenge becomes now you go to the new car dealers around town and find out who wants to work with you to develop these packages and create these concepts and bring it to the show and put it in front of tens of thousands of people over a 12-day event here in Minneapolis. So you need to build a relationship with the dealers as well and explain to them and show them how you're going to create the excitement that'll overflow back to their dealership. And and it works. We've been doing this for a lot of years and I'm telling you, it's nothing better than getting a call from a general manager at a dealership saying that, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith just came down and they want to buy that, you know, Raptor that you have down at the show. So it uh, it works. It works well. So it's it's been a great concept for us for a long time. It's obviously something that you've grown, right? So you did, what did you say, 52 vehicles at the last one. Um, did you start off kind of at, with a smaller concept? In other words, not as many vehicles, just kind of, oh, hey, this is our first step. And it's built up quite a bit since then. Yeah, absolutely, Reagan. Yeah, we've been down there with as little as a half a dozen vehicles. And this past year was 58. It's been at that number for the last couple of years because we created a concept called the Custom Garage, powered by Automotive Concepts. We work with MADA and they advertise this all over so they get people to come down and see the custom garage. So they designated an entire room that we set up this concept in. Um, But yeah, I got to tell you, we built up to that over a long period of time. And depending on the size of the shop and of your market, it might make sense to just do a couple to start out with and build it from there. Then let other dealers see what you're doing. So next year, they're like, hey, I want to be part of that deal. So that, that happens quite often where a dealer principal or general manager will walk through our display and go, why, why are we not doing these kind of things on our, on our show floors and our lots? And yeah. We tell them that's a good question. We'll help you take care of that. Okay. And when you market a package to a consumer audience, is there a difference between that and what you would do for a dealership? No, you know, there really isn't, Reagan. We're actually marketing the same packages to the dealer as the retail consumer. Because when we build these packages for the dealers, we definitely have the consumer in mind. We'll, we'll do a lot of research and determine what are the demographics look like for this specific vehicle. Last year at the SEMA show, we brought out a uh, Subaru Forester and we created a concept called the Base Camp Edition. And, you know, whole, the whole theme behind it was not base camp as if you're going to climb the side of a mountain and this is where you're starting. But, hey, you might be yeah. at the uh, in the parking lot at the soccer tournament for the weekend. 
And whose vehicle do you want to hang out at between games? We set up this concept where it had a slide-out awning. It had a slide-out fridge-freezer unit in it. It had Bluetooth speaker system, so parents could sit behind the vehicle, have a refreshment, get out of the sun, listen to some music, and uh, it really went over well. It had some really neat features, and uh, it was a pretty cool concept. So we directed that right toward a buyer of a Subaru Forester. And and it worked. It worked well. So it was a creative, fun project to do, and uh, we did well with that. And, you know, to build these packages, Reagan, the whole concept is to build them over and over again. That's what's great about a package. The SEMA show I've been going to for 20-plus years, and I tell you, it's such a shot of adrenaline. It's so exciting to walk into this show and see all these huge vehicles and Rate from race cars to off-road to drag racing. It just it's fun to see, but not all those can go back into your market and be reproduced where you can make money on building something or just even a part of that. So that's what we came up with the Pro Cup Challenge. Um, and the SEMA Professional Restylers Organization introduced it last year at the SEMA show. And we had four restylers from around the country, very creative individuals and shops that put together some pretty exciting vehicles. We shipped them to the show. We had a competition. We had five industry professionals judge the vehicles. And there's several categories they looked at, you know, marketability. How easily can this package be reproduced over and over again? What was the value to the consumer and to the dealer? Our goal is for the dealer to make more money selling these vehicles as well. Because as most people know, the profit in a new vehicle, you know, has not gone up lately. It's actually gone the other way. So they can actually make more money by adding our packages to these new vehicles. So, and that's where they get excited and interested in looking at additional merchandise from us. Are the packages y'all create based on the make and model, or do you use the same or similar packages across various makes and models? You know, that's a really good question, Reagan. There's a lot of times we can take the same concept and use it, let's say, on a Toyota application, a Nissan, a Mazda. It'll carry well across other packages because, you know, the platform is sometimes the same. You know, uh, a CX-5 can be very similar to, uh, you know, a Nissan or a Toyota model as well. So it really works well first to create a package and then carry it across other lines as well. It just uh, makes it easier for marketing. And then it pertains to a lot bigger audience when you can carry that package across all those different names. Same with trucks, especially pickups. There's a lot of times we'll create a package on a Silverado and obviously a Sierra is a natural, but also a Ford and a Ram truck. I tell you, um, sometimes these packages look better on some than others, but I tell you, I think they look great on all of them. It's actually a big plus for us to be able to carry these packages across several different models and branding. Can you give me an example of what one of those universal packages might look like and consist of? You know, we have a package called the Urban Recon. It's a name we created quite a while ago. You know, we've done this package on Jeep Wranglers, Ford F-150s, Chevy Silverados, Toyota Tundras, and it just gives the concept of hey, this vehicle um, looks great going down the street, but you're also able to take it off-road and have some fun with it as well. So the Urban Recon has worked well for us across several platforms of vehicles, but it's typically an off-road feel, more of an off-road vehicle. What products are included on the Urban Recon package? I tell you, we try to carry the same theme on this package across these different uh, manufacturers. 
but they will all consist of a suspension modification, sometimes maybe a living kit or even a lift kit. In some cases, it allows us to put a larger, more aggressive tire in a different stance to the vehicle. And then along with that will come the step bars that will be part of the theme, possibly brush guards, uh, lights, added on lights, and then always an interior. Uh, we have an excellent urban recon insignia that we put embroidered in the seat packs and also put on the exterior of the vehicle to acknowledge it as an urban recon package. So there's some similarities and some have some additional accessories than others. Okay, gotcha. So when you when you take a look at a vehicle, let's say there's a new, whatever the new vehicle is, what are you looking for exactly to ensure a profitability in a package program? You know, usually a, a big jump between trim levels is a real good indicator. You know, there's some vehicles that a leather is not even an option until you get to maybe the fourth or fifth trim level of a vehicle. And by that time, you know, the MSRP in the vehicle can jump anywhere from three to $9,000. And consumers don't always need or want all those other things that come in that package. You know, an LTZ package, for instance, might have some different uh, running board or different shock setup or some other accents throughout the vehicle, graphics and things. But you can add leather interior and a sunroof and uh, stay well below that high-end trim level and get consumers what they want. So we're always looking at the jump in trim level. That is probably our number one indicator on what where a good package will be a good fit. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Dino, and I appreciate the contributions not only to the shop magazine, but to the industry as a whole through your work on the Pro Council and with SEMA. So thanks again. God, my pleasure, Reg. And I've always said you get out of it whatever you put into it. And it definitely uh, works when you're volunteering for an organization like SEMA and for the shop magazine. So I, I get as much out of it as I put into it, even more. So. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And look forward to talking to you again. All right, buddy. Be sure to check out Dino's work in The Shop Magazine, where he delivers words of wisdom on a regular basis. Also check out Automotive Concepts at ac-mn.com and the SEMA Pro Council at sema.org forward slash council forward slash Pro. As always, go to theshopmag.com to access this and previous episodes, plus the latest news and features from around the industry. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, adios amigos. Adios amigos.